So which topic we doing? The second one she said? Yeah. Yep, Kelly, your uh, your little Wi-Fi situation, a little uh, little Androidish looking. I mean, like you, you. Well, I mean, now you look clear. I guess it's going back and forth. Like you sound fine and you you moving fine, but it was a little blurry. But I guess <coughs> I guess it caught up with itself. You it, it good? Mm -hmm. All right. No, it it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like smudged. It was like it was like pixelated, like like the like the. the oh. Yeah, but now nah, you good now. You good. All right, let's. Uh oh. I just went out. Yeah, you see, you see yourself now. You. Ooh, and that's not a cute face to get frozen on either. Oh, that was. Yeah, cause you guys are. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you're frozen, Rudy. It's it's you though. That's what I'm saying. Me and, is it me? Yeah, yeah, it's you. That's what I'm saying. Me and Terry are moving fine, but it's you the one who had froze for us. It's me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Looks like you should be good. All right. Let's do it. All right. So is that better? Yeah, you good. All right. <clears throat> Boom shakalaka. gentlemen to another episode of the worst ones podcast this is the podcast for preachers kids and those alike uh my name is rudy wilson i am a preacher's kid kelly lee is in the building she's a preacher's kid terry Weeze is in the building he is a preacher's kid and shout out to janessa Rowland, who's also a preacher's kid in her absence um terry let's start with you with how you're doing because we've technically caught ourselves up but we'll give you a little quick rundown uh as well but how you been sir you're on mute um <clears throat> i was good uh went into memphis a couple weeks ago uh oh. to see some family and some people and have some barbecue and show the wife the hometown <clears throat> gotcha. uh and then her mother and grandfather drove in from louisville uh this past weekend so okay. I've had my hands full with family <laughs> a couple weeks. That, she's she's from Louisville, or that's just where they live now? No, the, she's from Florida, but that's where they live now. Exactly. So. How, how far how far is Memphis from you, where you are right now? Memphis from us is about three and a half hour drive, oh. and then Louisville is actually it's closer. It's about two and a half hours. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So just a little just a little Did weekend road trip. Uh, did I cook? Actually, no, I got cooked four. Um, well, in Memphis, uh, my, my uncle smoked some ribs. Um, and then, uh, actually, I did cook this past weekend. Uh, I made some uh, homemade pasta, homemade fettuccine with uh, like a meat ragu. And she gone. Gotcha. She, <laughs> She didn't like the meat crack good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her 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 reactions were kind of delayed, so she probably was still having a little connection problem, look like. Um no, that's good though. I was gonna ask, did did y'all did y'all do anything, I guess, special or particular like when her parents came? Did y'all like uh no, they were just uh, she hadn't seen her mom in like uh two years. Mm -hmm. So so uh you know, it was really just about them hanging out, spending some time together, that kind of thing. Um, no, I just, cause this is a small town. So we just kind of took them around, uh, took them into Nashville. Uh, apparently they opened like a Frank Sinatra speakeasy there. Oh, so okay. her grandfather really wanted to go to that. So we went to that, but it's a little, uh, high end for my taste. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. 
Gotcha. As far yeah. as like food and everything, or some high end, like drinks. Well, just like all the waiters and bartenders are, mm-hmm. you know, they're dressed very nice, wearing vests. You gotcha. know, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. What, but I mean, for it's it's a speakeasy, but it's basically just a bar, you know. So. Right. Gotcha. But I guess if they, if they call it a speakeasy, then they can charge $15 for, right. you know, right, right, right. No, I mean. for a rum and coke or something like that. Right, right, right. Gotcha. And what, so, and they, um, Memphis, I guess Memphis is known. I know Tennessee, I guess, kind of in general. Memphis isn't really known for the barbecue. You say, uh, yeah, it's a big, big, it's like one of the top five barbecue cities in the country. Gotcha. Um, everybody's got their favorite, obviously. There's like right. Kansas City, and then there's Carolina, right. and Texas, obviously. Right. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, Memphis is not that big of a city, but there's more than 80 barbecue restaurants. There might be more now. I don't know. When mm-hmm. I used to live there, there was, uh, I think, like 83. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a lot of barbecue restaurants. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's the main food source. So, how was your weekend while we wait? <laughs> well, I mean, even I guess even just catching you up because from the from the other you know previous episode, previous weeks or whatever. Um, so when we uh, recorded last time, if you will, um, I was last time when you when you missed this uh, past episode, I was uh, I had a journey getting getting to the computer. I mean, I, I pretty much made it on time, but the. Um, my cousin, um, she, I had to take her. I had to take her to the ER, and then she ended up just being admitted to the hospital. But she, uh, she's dealing with diverticulitis. Um, I just found mm-hmm. out what that was when she started dealing with it. Um, That's it, manageable. Yeah, yeah. My was, my uncle has it. So yeah, she was she was she was uh. So she had hit me up. That was Friday, mm-hmm. and um. But she was asking me to come, like, get her son something to eat. Um, so I was, I was actually getting ready to head to the house. So I was going, um, I was getting her something to eat, or get. I went to go get the money from her to go, to take him to get something to eat. But when I got there, she mm-hmm. was in extreme pain. She was crying. She couldn't get comfortable. She was throwing up. It was like a whole thing. So I was like, dang, like you know. First, I'm like looking up other like little home remedies or whatever, trying to see because I didn't, I didn't know. The severity of it like that but i knew she was really in pain and then mm. after a while i was like we probably just need to go to the hospital because you i don't i don't think there's nothing we can figure out here at the house you know what i'm saying um i'm not even like let me let me keep kelly from embarrassing herself with that frozen face of, <laughs> of <laughs> that meme just sitting there but yeah so um so yeah so i end up so i end up sitting with her at the outpatient er for about five six hours um and then they finally uh, admitted her, uh, and she stayed overnight. And then, um, so I, I stayed at her apartment, ne- never making it home. I stayed at her apartment um, with her son um, that night, and then had to get up, had to get him ready, get him to his to his grandma, and then get here to to film uh, the worst ones. Uh, and then get back to her, get her from the hospital, and then take her to get prescriptions and all this stuff. Then one of my homegirls from high school had just, she had a grand opening for her business, and I had already promised her I was going to go. And where I was at was eight minutes from her business. If I would have went home, I'd have been like 35, 40 minutes. And I, and, and, you know, and I wanted to go home because I hadn't showered. I had been out for, you know, all day, one day, all day, the next day. I had been sweating or whatever, so I had pretty much just, you know, told her I'm, I'm at least show face. So I, I found a shirt in my in my trunk. It's just changed shirts and prayed mm-hmm. I, I wasn't too offensive with my bo, and uh, and yeah. And so I, I went. And so she, yeah, but she, I mean, diverticulitis—you just kind of have to watch what you eat, right? Certain things you can't eat. Well, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I um, but like I said, but I but because I was I was dealing with that unexpectedly, I never made it home to to shower or whatever. So I was just, right, I, right. I was two days old ripeness uh, when I went to her grand opening, but. That's um, pretty ripe. <laughs> but luckily she, um, I called it towards the end where most people had already came and gone. So um, I didn't have to be around too many people. So I stayed for probably like 30 minutes. Um, 
and then I ended up leaving, and then you know I went home, and it was all good from there. But uh, but other than that, I mean, the rest of my time was pretty much regular. But like I was telling them, my uh, I did have a, a how you doing to tell yesterday uh, or last. last <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God something happened in your life. <laughs> right. And by the way, Kelly, I don't know where you fell off, but uh, yes, I cooked for my in-laws. Um, yes, I missed that. Uh, what did you make? Uh, what was this? This would have been uh, uh, Friday night, I guess. I made uh, homemade uh, homemade pasta, some fettuccine, and then like a meat ragu with Italian, Italian sausage and veal. I need to get you back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Cook a meal. Mm. Funny thing, you bought when you came, that was what, November 2021? Um, mm-hmm. Some, the pepper, the grinder. Mm-hmm. I just finished it. That, that, that had to be 22. That couldn't have been 21, was it? That was 21. Yeah, 22 would have been last year, man. Right. Been last year. I just, it didn't feel like it was that long. I thought it was. No, it was that long. What did I, I just do? thought about you because I just had to throw it away last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, well, thanks, Terry, for adding to my seasonings. <laughs> Always my get home. the one you grind. Always. <laughs> you know, and I hadn't beforehand, one, because I was cheap, and two, because I really don't cook, but I really enjoyed it for the last year and a half. What do you mean cheap? It lasts forever. And if you, well, now I know. If you, buy your, if you buy your own grinder, you can just buy the whole peppercorns, and they'll last you three you years. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm talking about cheap, it'll last forever. So yeah, but no, that one lasted almost two years. Um that's because you don't cook. (laughs) I do use pepper though. But no, I've enjoyed that experience. Um, so I will get another grinder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kelly, it's on you. You catch up with uh, you know, all your everything he missed from last episode. Okay. I'm doing well. Um, I've been at my parents' house all weekend <laughs> two weeks i guess is going to look like <laughs> um but enjoyed really enjoyed my parents didn't want to leave was supposed to leave yesterday after we recorded so yesterday morning and just have not wanted to leave i went to lunch with them and me and my mom went did some shopping and then me and my dad watched bel-air last night and i just have not wanted to leave i went to church i was supposed to go to the regular church i go to back by my house, but I went to my dad's church this morning, which was such a blessing. Um, and then I had to run some errands because there were some things that I was supposed to do this weekend that being with my parents, I didn't do. And, right. you know, everything closes early on Sunday. So I'm trying to fit it all in before six. And so anywho, but right. it has been um, an absolute blessing spending the weekend with my, with my family going to church this morning again, most times I don't go without um, it being, well, go to my dad's church without it being Father's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas, Easter. Um, so just to go, I went to the late service. My mom goes to the 10 o'clock. And so I went to the 1230 service, which was good because then I can kind of just feel by myself. I can sit in the back, you know, which with my mama, she first lady. So it was all this pomp and circumstance and everybody want to mm-hmm. talk and do all this. I come in at 1230. I rolled in about 1240, mm. <laughs> sat in the back, <laughs> kind of blend in. Now, my right. dad did talk to me from the pulpit, but <laughs> 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 now he did talk to me from the pulpit. Kelly, you remember when we used to sing this song? <laughs> 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 and you know, the 1230 service is a little smaller. He just started it maybe a month or two ago. Okay. So it's not a packed sanctuary. So he, okay. Kelly, you remember? Right, right, right. Well, it is that the <laughs> yeah, I got real intimate. They got <laughs> <laughs> my daughter right there in the back. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, like if you even, I know the, the lead name is already just a thing, but y'all jeans so strong, he don't got to point out that you. Know. <laughs> right. I do look like, like you look like the him and the leads, like y'all all <laughs> right. got that, that that lead look for sure. I'm definitely a lead, so <laughs> for sure, through and through. Yeah. I'm more fascinated about this talk to you from the stage thing. Never in my life <laughs> did that ever. <laughs> but he did something worse. I think uh, he would always do sermons sometimes that I just knew he was talking to me specifically, mm. you know, like if I was a kid and, uh, and I got caught stealing something or something like that, I already knew what the sermon was going to be, be about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you're all my, about that. My girlfriend in high school, her grandma preached one time, and I went to church with them. And she, and like she had, this was like a couple of days after she had caught me in her room, and so she literally preached about us from the pulpit. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> they do that. Man, I just had to just sit there and just take it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's deep. Yeah. yeah, my dad hasn't gone past that. I'm single and need a man. <laughs> right, right. But we right. had heard that in the last couple of months. Amen. So, <laughs> <laughs> Amen. so no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Two weeks left in my summer. Two more vacations left before school starts. So I can't complain. Gotcha. You, uh, with your job, do you do you always go back to the same school? So typically I have in the past this year, I requested a new school. So I was at a high school and an elementary school, but the high school, that's a whole nother story about how the Lord works, but we'll say that for another day. But the high school is such a huge caseload that, um, and I've been at the high school for the last eight years that I did request um, going to the middle school so I can have a smaller caseload. Um, so this year I will have a middle school, um, this middle school I have for the first time. And then the elementary school I've been at for the last three years. Gotcha. So, gotcha. but the Lord worked that out too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it, it's so, you know, it's so crazy. I, I really, I feel like I really need to get checked. Cause like even, and it's about here, people have worked a job for like even eight years and stuff like that. Like I, I literally just felt anxiety just hit my body for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't know why that, that shouldn't be a thing. Like, why? <laughs> I think it's such an old school model though. Yeah, like yeah. I think I, I definitely feel like I still have some of that. I mean, my parents are baby boomers, mm -hmm. um, and I think I still I still live in so much of my mother and my father's teaching. Mm -hmm. I feel like our generation don't mind jumping from job to job to job, or you know, doing non traditional type things right. where you know I don't have to go in and you know right. or whatever. But right. I am still, and I thought about this myself. I'm still stuck in like my mom's teaching in. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a nine to five, mm -hmm. you do this forever. Right, and right, I'm, right. And at 35, I'm kind of like, all right, in the next five years, this is not it. Right, right. <laughs> I enjoy summers off and I enjoy my right. breaks, but how do I get this year round? Yeah, right, right. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is something honorable, if you will, to the old school, just say model, because I mean, there is a, there is a certain level of, you know, I even heard Michelle Williams tell somebody recently, like there's trust and consistency. Like we we can trust you when you're consistent in something, you know, but mm -hmm. it is still it does make me a little anxious. Even like um, actually one like one of the deacons at our church is man, 65 years old. Right. Mm -hmm. And he has been driving trucks since he was 18. It's mm. 65. Mm. And, so, and, then, and, and I was like. You ain't allowed to retire yet? He was like, no, nah, I still got like three more years. And I'm like, three more years? Right. 18 to 65? Like, Lord, like, I listen. That's America. Lord. Yeah, I was like, but that's right. That but That's I, life. That's been the life that they live. Right. Retirement. But, no, no, no. Right. People used to retire here. They don't retire anymore. <laughs> what do they do now? They work until they they drop. Yeah. But Why? Yeah. Because they can't afford to not work? Yeah, there's no like there's no spirit. pensions anymore. There's no retirement. You can't live on Social Security. Right. So unless you had a 401k for your job, yeah, you're done. Yeah. That's so sad. It is sad. I'm a social media influencer and they make, what, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars doing. Forget about that. You got. Forget about that. I did the math on it one day. Um, if you have if I gave you a billion dollars, you'd have to spend 50 uh, roughly. $55,000 every day of your life for 50 years before you'd run out of money. Wow. But if you make $10 an hour, it takes 50 years. If you don't spend a dime, not on rent or food or anything, 40 hours a week, every week, no vacations, it takes you 50 years to make $1 million. That's so crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> math is fun, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Knowledge is power. Like I said, even even with your eight years, like when you said I felt it come over me, and I'm like, why did I feel that? Like I shouldn't be freaking out over eight years. But only thing I've in, done in the longest is, is really comedy, which is almost eight mm. years. For me, but. And well, I think it, I was it, loyal to a fault. I actually am mad at myself for it. I think I was loyal to a fault. Like I probably should have transitioned 
um, a while ago, but just loyal to a fault. And again, the Lord just set up some stuff where he was just like, it's time to go. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. Transitioned or transitioned? <laughs> right, yeah. When you said transition, it definitely sounded like you was dying or something. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't allow me to Lord die. Lord told me that, yeah. I got, right. got some more promises to but, before we get to that transition. Right. But you work for the school, so you probably, are you in a union? Mm-hmm. Oh, then you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Unions still have pensions and, you know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, the, but that's why they, that's why the powerful try to, the rich try to get rid of the unions because it's the only collective bargaining left for the average person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's a speaking sad of, thing. Speaking of unions, but this, I heard the studio is going to try to uh, wait out this writers and actors strike until these jokers start getting evicted from their apartments and, and mm. forced them to come back to work. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. some of their residual checks mm-hmm. like sad. Just absolutely sad. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to send somebody a check for like a dollar forty-seven? Exactly. Keep it. Well, it's it's mainly the streaming thing. Because uh the streaming for the writers and the actors, they don't even get residuals on. Uh which is why they strike it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the whole point. Yeah. Pray for them. All right. Money is the root of all evil. Right? <laughs> the, the, the love, love the love, love of absolutely. money. Absolutely. Well, I'm sorry, but if you're a multi-billionaire and you're still out there hustling, trying to make more, you love money. You know? Like, yeah. if you could live 10 lives before you run out of it and you're still trying to make more, that's that's the love of money. Yeah. All right. Well, um, now that we're all depressed. All right. Speaking of things that we've heard all our lives and do we still believe them now or do we think differently now? Uh, do you now believe what you used to hear is our topic of discussion for today? Um, I think even um, I think even more so, I guess she, Reese is coming from the, the the mindset of like, you know, growing up in church and you hearing different things that you were taught, uh, which I, I really feel like we've kind of discussed this before. Um, but the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, when praises go up, blessings come down. That's something that I heard as a child that I'm not saying that it's not necessarily true, but I, I don't think it's as uh, synonymous as, as as people make it seem, or even, I don't even think it's as necessary as people make it seem. Like I, I think it's kind of even um, going to a word I used last episode, Kelly, vain. Uh, I think it's a little vain to, I guess, almost, you know, treat, treat God as like a, you know, your relationship with God is like a tit for tat type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Which a lot of Christianity or followers of Christ or people who go to church, like we kind of do, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a, I'll do this, but it's because I know I'm going to get this as opposed to I'll just do this because of just say how, you know, who God is or how good he is or whatever. And so even saying like, you know, cause for one, I've looked in the Bible, I've never seen a scripture that said, when praises go up, blessings come down. Um, and I've also had blessings come down in the absence of praise. And I've also had uh, praises go up and blessings be absent. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and then I've also had praises go up and blessings come down. So which is why I say, like, I don't necessarily think that that one for me is completely untrue. But the way that it was always presented was that they were just automatically synonymous. Like when you, if you... And if you if you give God praise, then, you know, the blessings are going to start to to flow when I, I don't think that it's, you know, it's a it's a it's an automatic trigger for God to to move on your behalf just because you're praising. Because to me, I, once again, I think you're just only thinking about, you know, yourself uh, to a certain degree. Like I will send the bless the praises up, but only if the blessings come down. Um, and so that's just that's just one off the top of my head that I definitely uh, thought completely different about when it came down to something I heard as a child that I I look differently at as an adult. I remember a song when the praises go up. <laughs> um, and I, I guess I hear what you're saying. To be honest with you, when I saw the topic, I thought the topic was a good one, but I couldn't even think of any. <laughs> but I definitely understand um, your point where. It doesn't have to be a if then. 
if I pray, then I get a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, like again, like we were talking about yesterday, um, it limits God. Last he week, can, last week, my bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a simple concept. I don't even know why we do this. Okay, last week. Um, you know, it, it, it limits God, it puts him in this box that he only can act when we do the things, you know. Um, so I get, I definitely get that, but I couldn't think of one. Terry, did you have one? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the idea that your tithes and offerings, uh, means that whatever money you get, you give to the church, you're going to get back fourfold or, um, I, AKA the prosperity, you know, teachings, I, I don't I don't believe in that. I don't you know, I, I think I guess I kind of developed like a different kind of morality with it where it's <clears throat> if you like your church and you like your pastor and you want it to continue, you have to contribute. Everyone has to contribute so that it keeps, you know, that it keeps the lights on, keeps the building open, you know, keeps you in business essentially. But uh, just the idea that I give you money and then it's going to come back to me. It, I've, I've watched people give their last dollars and nothing. You know what I mean? So, but when you, when you do that, you do it in faith. That's the whole point. But <clears throat> they said it, they used to say it so matter-of-factly that just like, if you give us this, it's going to come back. And it's like, come on, man. It's, it's not a casino, you know? Like you're not you're not rolling dice for this. It's just if you want a church, you all have to pitch in and work together. That's and I've seen people that you know maybe didn't have money to give, so they gave their time instead, or they gave maybe they knew how to fix things, so they combined they fix you know a leaky toilet or you know something like that. I I watched guys repair our roof, you know, just because they didn't have anything to give. So I, I've always kind of steered away from that because, again, we were just talking about it. Love of money is the root of all evil. Well, that happens in the world and that happens in the church, too. That's how you wind up with like a Joel Olstein, you know? This man, I hate Joel Olstein. No, I do. I hate him so much. So much. And, and, Cre- and Creflo Dollar and all of them. Every, every slimy televangelist that's in it for the money. Hey y'all, sorry to interrupt, but we have a few church announcements. Follow us on Instagram at the worst ones PK. New content coming soon. We also have a TikTok at the worst ones PK. No content yet, but continue to check us out. If you want to, no, when you listen to our podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. Just so make sure you type in the worst ones podcast and you'll find us. And when you get there, make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe, and you share. Thank you to our 500,422 followers. We love you so much. Now, back to the show. So, Terry, there, there is some validity to what you're saying, but at the same time, it is scripture-based. Where that, I know, I know. Where that does come from. in the Malachi 3.10, bring ye all tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there, that there should not be room enough to receive it. Um, to, to your point, though, do has that scripture been used as a ploy, just say, to get people to give money? 1,000%. Um but even to but even to the point that you were making in the sense of if people didn't have money, they gave their time, different stuff like that. Right. Like to me, one thousand percent like that. God, God, God is, is will bless you as a result of of your giving. You know what I'm saying? And that's because it is better to give than to receive. And you will always find yourself more blessed giving than always just hey, having your hand out. But once again, at the same time, even when I think about that scripture and how it's been used. I feel like people give with the expectation of just say getting that in return. And if they don't see it, then not now they don't want to give anymore. You feel what I'm saying? As opposed to let me just give and even focus maybe even on the first part of that scripture so that it'd be meat in my house. So that as I'm giving, 
whether it's time, money, whatever the case may be. I'm also allowing it to be just say resources for, for those who are in need. Uh, and, 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 and as a result, even God poured me out a blessing. I don't have room enough to receive once again, because we think of prosperity so much, we automatically equate blessings to riches or having a mansion or, you know, you're going to get that car that you was wanting or the man or the woman that you, as opposed to not even realizing that you've been walking around with great health this whole time. You know what I'm saying? You COVID didn't touch you or whatever, you know, cancer never touched you. And, and you would think that that would be a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive, but because it's not monetary, you know, and even a lot of, and I ain't gonna lie to you, like even I, I don't, I definitely don't hate these preachers like Terry do, but I will say, um, when I, a strong when I, when I, when I, when I, when I get on YouTube now and like, and I, I, I check out different sermons, like, and I don't, I don't, I, I check them out just out of curiosity sometimes, like, especially when it's like these, you know, preachers that are kind of more well-known, uh, now, like some are more been around for a while but the ones that are even more known now like I, I do check them out and, and honestly the moment i i start hearing them like connecting this great point that they were starting out with and it, and it automatically goes back to the tit for tat and like the the this and then now and then you're gonna get that money or you're gonna get the you know that whatever like i instantly just get turned off and i i never and that never used to happen for me but it's 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 something about equating every like the only time i guess god is good is when or you feel like you're blessed is when you have these things material like right you know these material things like it it really makes you it it really taints your relationship with god because now just like the praises go up blessed go down like you're only doing it because you're feeling like i'm getting a return on my investment almost as opposed you know which is what businessmen do or business people do like I, i'm if i invest in this i'm going to invest because i expect to get something back right but well I, that's I, what i'm saying it corrupts it not only corrupts the the one preaching the prosperity gospel it corrupt it, yeah it corrupts right. the people listening you're like right. all right big money here right. we go absolutely you know? absolutely yeah. and it and it no, and, and that's what i'm saying like i i agree i definitely and, and what i was even getting at it was i i do believe that god will for sure bless people that they don't have room enough to receive who are givers and cheerful givers and, pl- and pay their time and so on and so forth. But he also knows your heart that, that if you're a person who's only giving to receive that there's, there's, there's a level of, of corruption in that. And definitely if you're using that scripture just to receive or to make sure, you know, you reach a certain goal in your tithes or, the, you know, or you to, to, to cause I don't, whatever, just whatever corrupt reason. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's well, that's I mean, because I know of a story of a woman who was dying of cancer and she was giving all of her money to um, Joel, not Joel Osteen. Um, Peter Popoff? No, 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 no. I can't remember his name, but he was uh, he was a, a famous preacher back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not the point. Um, the point is she was giving him all her money. And I mean, tens of thousands of dollars because she was listening to him and thinking that if she gave him enough, that God would take her cancer away. Mm. And he didn't. And she died penniless, which is it's just another one of those stories that I makes me hate these uh, televangelists. And this may be a crazy question, but I don't even know how to phrase it just in terms of like. Can whose fault is it? Can we blame the member of the church that um, sits under a leader who does prosperity teaching? And so, what they've always been taught, what they've learned is that you know, giving it should be given back to you, even though that is scripture, you know, or um, and and so right. So for the young lady that, or for the lady that was paying into the church because she thought it was going to cure her cancer, um. It may seem selfish. It may seem vain. It may seem like I'm only doing this for myself and not necessarily to praise God. But that's what I've been taught. Um, So then who holds the fault for that? Can she be at fault for this is what my pastor has taught me? Does she have any responsibility to herself to leave, to know something different? You know, if this is, you know, like I said, and some of it, a lot of it is backed by scripture. Right. And so for us, 
we definitely, you know, we kind of sit in a different position because we are preacher's kids and we've grown up in this. And then, you know, as adults, we've kind of explored and, you know, and researched on our own and had our own experiences. But for so many people, they don't share the same story. Um you know, somebody invites them to church or they're on hard times, which I know a lot of times people go to church, you know, fall on hard times. Let me go to church to repent, to redeem myself, to get some help, to support, to heal or whatever. And this is what the pastor has taught me. And so this is what I do. It's unfair to me to say that they're corrupt, you know, or they're, you know, operating in a negative spirit or space or whatever, when that's all they know. So then what do you do? No, I agree. I definitely think it's I definitely think it's the teaching for sure. I mean, there there is there is a level of responsibility to just say that can fall on the me, me the hearer of the word. Um be, mainly because we should be also <laughs> to say studying and stuff ourselves, but at the same time, you, you can't you, you don't know what you don't know. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so like you may not even be aware that you should be doing that because maybe the I mean, listen, I got family who grew up in churches that or grew up in a church rather or, or denomination that like they 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 everything go through the bishops. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll even tell you, like, you know, the Lord said that we can't do this. But realistically, the bishops said it. But they yeah. but they're but because they feel like God is speaking to the bishops to them. It's the Lord saying it. But it's, it really was the bishops. You feel what I'm saying? Like and so people who are kind of in that mindset because of just upbringing that you just were in, which I, I thank God for me being such an open-minded person because even something as simple as, you know, the praises go up, blessings come down. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that I heard in a church that I don't really feel like people were necessarily corrupt, you know what I'm saying? But they, but it still was a level of some level of just say inaccuracy that could, that could be in that statement. I've even been at churches where, you know, they use the word Shondo, which means, you know, turning, you know, turning stuff around or whatever. I've looked up the word Shondo. It's not even a real word. It doesn't exist. You I've know? never heard it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, but New one for me. It's, it's definitely a black church thing for sure. I was going to say that's a black <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a black church thing for sure. But I'm saying, but I've looked it up and I, I didn't, I didn't find this word at all, let alone that it, that it, that's what it means. You know what I'm saying? And so. The, the person who I heard it from may have just been repeating it because they heard it from, you know, just generations down the line or whatever like that. Um, but that's why I, I, I it is very important to do due diligence, because whether you're listening to the pastor about just say the Bible or whatever, or even a historian or a scientist or whatever the case may be, like. Fact checking should be a practice that everybody should practice because it, it can it can keep you from being in these situations of believing something that whether good intention or bad if it's inaccurate it's inaccurate you know what i'm saying and you can be living off of inaccurate principles and not even realizing it because oh my pastor said it or my bishop said it or my whoever said it and i just and i just take it off you know face value so but 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 to answer your question in my opinion kelly ultimately it is the person who's who's teaching the word like because you're you're actually studying but but yet still delivering you know this well this of course it's the person teaching it uh you know because if that woman that woman you know dying of cancer it would have never even crossed her mind that oh i should give my life savings to this guy instead of like okay well hopefully i'll make it through this but if not at least i'll leave something to my children uh you know that's that's typically the way people would think, I would imagine, as opposed to, oh, let me give this random person a bunch of money so that I can be healed. Yeah. It's a and, and and not to mention, you know, you, you said, oh, well, there's scripture behind it. Yeah, but we've been cherry. I mean, modern American Christianity, we cherry pick stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, each and every one of us is committing an abomination to the Lord right now as we sit here. You know, because I'm pretty sure nobody's wearing 100% cotton. We've got mixed fabrics. Let's go back to Leviticus. There's rules against that. So, right. I but, mean, but that, but that, the cherry if pick, you're going to cherry pick for the good, you might as well cherry pick for the good. The cherry, the the cherry picking is definitely a real thing for sure. Even, and I know you use the, the mixed fabrics a lot, but people, people cherry pick even more than that. But, but my dad's but, favorite fruit and food is, is uh, crab legs. 
Right, but 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 the but the but the but when it comes down to just say like a scripture being true, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's false just because just say people are choosing to break, you know, a, a, just say a different. I'm not saying it's false. I'm saying you have to absorb the message. Don't lose the forest for the trees. Get the you know the general uh, idea of it. You know, and just because, again, we're, we're all going to wear mixed fabrics. The preacher's got a mixed fabric suit on on at the pulpit, you know. So it's let's not get too nitpicky about every little thing. That's yeah. that's that's how you get in trouble. That's I, all I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I, I but I also think not being nitpicky enough, I think, is what causes you to and God bless her soul, give your money to somebody until you die. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because you're not checking enough is what I is what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, you know, I I I do think, like you said, like the chair picking does exist, but and, and once again, she may not have known better. So I'm not putting the blame on her, but even just for people who may watch this or even, you know, something that, you know, preachers should teach. I know even my dad definitely tells people like, even as I'm preaching you from this pulpit, like don't take my word for it. Like Go read the scripture for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Go go look it up. Go go do your due diligence because you don't need to just believe it just because I say it. You feel what I'm saying? Like you 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 need to, and that's the thing, that's the problem with a lot of us, you know, and even probably majority of my life, I've even had this issue that my relationship with God was predicated off of what was fed to me. And and thank God that I grew up in a church where it wasn't a bunch of corruption, it wasn't just about money and you know, stuff like that. But there were things that I did have to nitpick, if you will, or scrutinize, if you will, because I'm like, something about this seems either vain or something about this seems a little, you know, unscripture based. Like, I see how y'all tried to put this together, but this isn't necessarily 100% facts. And so, um, and I'm just saying with, with people at least looking into things, it can at least prevent you from, um, you know, setting yourself up for failure, I guess, ultimately. No, I, I, you know, into going back to you answering my question, I can agree with you in um, we have some responsibility to, to fact check mm -hmm. um, and figure out things on our own. Mm -hmm. That spirituality, Christianity um, shouldn't be solely based on what one person says right. and how they interpret the word. Um, that we do have a responsibility to ourselves and to God and to our spirituality to read the Bible on our own, research on our own, you know, seek the Lord's guidance and wisdom on our own to figure out what is best versus putting the, and we talked about this, putting this one person on a pedestal and everything they say is gold. One, we're all human, you know. So whether a, a pastor intentionally, you know, wants to, have a corrupt mindset and get all the money so he can have million dollar homes and jets and all sorts of stuff. Or, you know, he feels like that he's acting in good faith in terms of the way in which he interpreted the Bible. And this is, you know, what he does, you know, what, what he chooses to share with his congregation. Um, I think either way, we do have some responsibility to do things ourselves. But as you also mentioned, it's hard to fault someone for something that they don't know. Um, and so I do know moving forward, though, in my conversations with people, um, I think I will kind of talk about more. What are you doing to um, confirm what it is that you heard the pastor say? Right. You know, like, what is your prayer life look like? What is your relationship look like with God? What is your daily quiet time? You, you know, spending time in the Bible and the word for yourself. Mm -hmm. How is that dictating your life? Not just what the pastor says and not you know negating what the pastor says not saying he's right wrong or indifferent or she is right, right wrong or indifferent but right. what are you doing for yourself so i do i appreciate that i think that was a good a good answer to the question um you know i think we know we've all been around people who've been in church our entire lives like we have mm -hmm. you know and so most of my um i guess the other question most of my friends have been in church um you know, our entire lives. But when right. I interact with people that are new in Christ or wanting to learn more about Christ, um, I will begin to 
beyond just inviting them to church or telling mm -hmm. them to go to church, you mm -hmm. know, encouraging them um, to look for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. and even, go ahead. No, no, finish. No, I was like, and even if that means going to my dad about what some good supplemental materials are, because right. we also know that Google doesn't give you all the answers either. No, right. Know? And I think that's our first. It gives you the answers, before. just half of them are wrong. Right, it does. It gives you an it gives you an answer, you know. <laughs> but for most of us, that's well, I say for me, for a lot of times, that's my first course of research. <laughs> Let me ask Google. Let me ask Siri, um, and see what they say. Whether right. I'm sick, whether I'm whatever. Right. Let me type in my symptoms. Let me type in this. That's who I go to first. But you know, and so I was saying, even if it means going to my father or another minister about what supplemental text helps with this and so that we don't go to the easiest avenue of Google right. or chat GBT. <laughs> right, right, right. And that pause real quick. Have y'all seen these pictures? These AI yeah, pictures yeah. these people? I don't know why people, yeah. I, I'm not even going to do that in my, so I'm not putting myself in the system like that. Like I said, people about to be out here catfishing everybody. Right. Just why? <laughs> I don't understand why people do that. Why don't you just go to the Illuminati and help them build your <laughs> robot replacement? <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, they, people they're spitting. They're sending their DNA. Right, 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 right. Younger, all that type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is this? Who is this? That was our topic. But you, you know, no, no. That combined with like sending your DNA to ancestry, like they got everything now. They don't even right. need you anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, but but even but even with this topic though, it's 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 so on time because like last night I found myself in a conversation I didn't even know I was gonna be in. Like I was on the phone with one of my homeboys. And we we do be discussing like God or whatever, but like because he he grew up Jehovah's Witness, and so you know he's going through this whole just just say transition, if you will, of you know like because he never really liked to subscribe to that anyways, but he's been in his Bible more and talking to God and you know listening to TDJ, yada yada yada. So we always so we, like we always kind of just discuss even just his kind of journey or whatever, but um, somehow I guess when he got to the house, like his cousin that he stayed with. Um, like somehow, like they started talking, like, I, and I, I, so I just was listening to their conversation, like, it's about you know, and and the cousin is 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 coming coming from the you know standpoint of like, why do you even believe what you believe in, you know, and and man, like, I don't believe all that. I just believe be a good person, yeah, like this whole whatever. So then, I felt like it was eventually going to happen, but I wasn't going to force myself into this conversation. I was just going to wait and and see what was going to happen. But I heard the cousin say, well, ask him what he thinks. Talking about me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so then now I'm in, and now we, it's 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And we having this whole discussion about, and it's three, three, you know, grown black men. Like, like I said, this, I ain't never even met this dude. All I know is his voice. I don't, I ain't, if I seen him right now, I wouldn't even know that was him. But we having this discussion and, and, and pretty much you could say everybody is speaking off of what it is that they feel they know, but I can tell that a lot of his points were from just bits and pieces that he's picked up over time. Cause he also grew up Jehovah witness, but he also, you know, so, and, and he also dealt with like a judgmental family and this is just this whole, you know, situation. And so he's kind of speaking from that place. You feel what I'm saying? And then you got my, my homeboy who's speaking from a place of just starting to try to figure stuff out and ain't really got, you know what I'm saying? Then you got somebody like me who done grew up in church all their life and is doing this whole due diligence and whatever like that. And so, but we had a very good conversation that then even just say, even to transition into today after church, there's this uh, homeless couple that always come to our church. And I was talking with them after, uh, after church, cause it was raining outside. So I wouldn't finna like make them leave yet, but we were, so we was talking and even something as simple as we talked about different things, but even something as simple as uh, the dude, he was like, whatever his point he was making, but he was like, yo, uh, Adam and Eve ate the apple like in the garden. And I was like, even something like that, like the Bible never said it was an apple. It said mm -hmm. fruit. You feel what I'm saying? We but made it an apple. Right? We made it an apple. And even and even to the point that the lady who I was talking to made, she was like, if you look in, in all the children's books and everything, like if you see like a drawing or a description of Adam and Eve, they're going to say it's an apple. You feel what I'm saying? But the Bible just said, don't eat from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It never said mm -hmm. what kind of fruit it was. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and but once again, even something that small and his in his his whole theology that he was getting ready to give me was based off the fact that the fruit was an apple specifically. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm telling him, I'm like, but yeah, look at it again. Because if if 
because what you're getting ready to give me is based off of what kind of fruit it is, but it never disclosed that in the first place. You right. know what I'm saying? But once again, being fed something, not only by just say preachers or whatever, but even storybooks and, you know, and, and like things that are Christian based content, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, but it's saying that it's, it's something that, and, and uh, Apple seems harmless to say that it is an Apple until somebody has a whole nother thought process about just say, you know, following Christ or whatever the case may be predicated off of it being that specific fruit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that we do that all the time. And the Apple thing came from the Renaissance, you know, when we started painting what we what those artists thought uh, uh, about the biblical text. Right. Sure. But, you know, the the oh, the fruit was an apple and Jesus was white. And you know what I mean? Like we right, right, changed right. No, you're but, tell, but that, are you but telling me a Middle Eastern guy in Northern Africa is looks like me? Like, but, that, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, that, but that's what I'm. But that's my whole point. What I'm saying. Yeah, that's I'm agreeing but, with. You. No, for sure, for sure. And that's what. I'm, but but he, he because and I, and I and that's what I literally told them. Even forgetting that we was going to talk about this today, I'm like, make sure y'all don't just take what anybody said. I don't care if, it's, if y'all listen to my dad in the pulpit. I don't care if you listen to a historian. I don't care if you listen to a scientist. Whatever, like. It is. It's it, even if it's something you don't understand about God, like it's okay to question God. Like you know what I'm saying. Like ask God. Like the things. Like you read something, you don't get it, you don't understand, whatever, like that. Like it's okay to ask questions and not understand, especially if you're willing to do the due diligence right. to try to find the truth, as opposed to what my pastor said or this book said or the whatever. Because just like y'all said with Google, with with books and all these things, these are these are still all man made. You go down Google, you can look up, you could type, just say something like a story in the Bible. And there's so many people who have given their research or interpretation or their, you know, whatever like that, of what they believe this story or their commentary or what they believe this story means. And some could be right, but you need to make sure that you are actually, once again, you know, fact checking because. But the hard part too sometimes is where do you fact check, which is why I was like, you know. And because depending on who you ask or, you know, where yep. you go to, to fact check, you know, how do you know what's factual? <laughs> no, for sure. Um, so I think, like I said, it's, it's all pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I feel like it comes down to making sure that you have a personal relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. that you have created space and opportunity to hear from him mm-hmm. um, and to commune with him. Um, so that you can hear what the Lord says, mm-hmm. because like I said, you can read, you know, everybody's interpretation of John three sixteen or Philippians, you know, four thirteen or or whatever, you know, and you'll get a million different things of this one verse. But I think it comes down to you being able to hear from yourself for right. yourself from right. the Lord, right. because my hope is that. Um, that pastors are able to stand on what it is that they've said. You know, even when Creflo Dollar came back and, you know, and changed his teaching, apologized for what he said and blah, 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 you know, but this space of, you know, I stood on what I said for the first 30 years of my career, you know, and now there's been this change and this shift and this is where I am now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to retract this, but this is what I thought for these 30 years Mm -hmm. versus I'm just going to say this because this gets me what I want, what I need in terms of money or financial gain or Mm -hmm. blessings or, you know, healing or whatever. Um, But it's difficult. It's, it's, it's hard. I feel like in some ways, spirituality and Christianity seems so simple and so easy. Um, And in other ways, it's just so layered and complex and complicated. Yeah. it's yeah. It's a journey. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's a it's a never ending journey, I, and I I truly feel like it literally doesn't end until you make it into the kingdom. You know what right. I'm saying? Even man, I even just thought about this. Even so, you know when people die, right? And they say like you know, uh, like if they go into heaven, you don't have to worry because like you'll see them again one day in heaven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I literally just read a scripture not too long ago where that lit that that tells you that's not true. Like, because uh, it's, a, it's a story, the disciples are talking to Jesus, and it's the whole story about, um, like, if a, if, a, if a woman is married to a man and the man dies and they don't have kids, she should marry his brother and, and, and to, to be able to have kids with him to con- continue the, the, the legacy of the lineage. But mm-hmm. then the disciples were like, well, what if the man has seven brothers 
And, you know, like she married each one and each one died without them ever having kids. Like when she dies, will she be the wife of the first one? You know what I'm saying? Or will she be the wife of all of them? And Jesus was like, when you get to heaven, y'all going to be like the angels. There ain't going to be no husband and wife. And, you know, like you're going to be like the angels. You're not going to be there, you know, like having a family reunion with the homies. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a totally different environment, but in our carnal mind, that's a way of giving people peace about mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. passing away. Like you will see them again one day in heaven, but mm-hmm. you won't. Like and, and, and just say like even if you do it, you won't. You, it won't. Y'all won't even have the mindset of yo. This was wifey. Let me you know. Let's share the mansion together. Let's walk the same street of gold to our mansion together and <laughs> right in our heavenly king size bed. But once, but that's literally something I've heard my entire life. And when I read it, I was like. Whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's this is it's not even a true thing. And then even another thing, I don't know if I heard this as a kid, but I re- I recently reread the story of Ruth, like and actually paid attention to the story of Ruth. Why does Boaz get so much credit in that story? I gotta reread it for myself. Ruth is literally like the the there's out of 66 Bibles, only two of them are named after women, and Ruth is one of them. Mm-hmm. And and somehow Boaz is still the star of her of her story. And mm-hmm. as I'm reading, I'm like, Boaz didn't even do nothing. Like if anything, he got the blessing by even being able to have Ruth. You feel what I'm saying? Because when everybody everybody is talking about you need to find your Boaz, you find your Boaz. We need to find our Ruth. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Ruth was literally the 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 reason why even all these people, the reason why Naomi was blessed, the reason why Boaz is blessed. The reason why like, all these things is it's, it's literally because of what Ruth did. But yes, but, but she I, can't. It can't be her story because she didn't have a penis. That's the problem. <laughs> no, for sure. She but needs the penis. But, but for sure. But I'm saying. But even in, in, even in this woke time that we live live in now, like women are being almost taught to look for a Boaz, and I'm like, it, if you really read that story, Boaz. He just was. He was. This, he, that nigga ain't do nothing, man. I'm just being honest, man. Ruth. <laughs> Ruth is Ruth is who we should be paying attention to. Hence the reason why they even named the book after her, not Boaz. Boaz didn't do shit. All right. He didn't do nothing. He did. Enough, enough about Boaz. <laughs> we see you love Boaz. <laughs> no, nah, I, I I love Ruth, man. I'm, I'm, I'm I know to you. Well, out. my internet went out a little bit, so I missed part of what you said. But it sounds like you got a sermon for the single ministry. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I gotta talk to you singles, man. Hey, like man. you got a sermon for the singles. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, Janessa's not here to give her uh, jewels, but I will say, in the place of her, her Janessa's jewels, do you do diligence? And like, and even like Kelly said, uh, you know, make sure you build your relationship with God uh, personally. Um, that can even start by prayer. That can start by, I mean, really, like if you're if you're truly seeking God, no matter where you start, like he's he's gonna make sure you find him. You feel what I'm saying? Um, but there is a lot of uh saturated information on the internet, on the YouTube, on the on the all that stuff. So even none of that stuff, some stuff can be true, some stuff can't be. Um, but you know, it, I, I think it's definitely important to fact check. You know, and even if you don't find the answer immediately, still fact check. You know what I'm saying? Because eventually, like God will make sure that you get that answer. And I know that for a fact because it's it's been my life's experience. But once again, don't take my word for it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So, Kelly Lee. Um, still private. Send me a DM. <laughs> At Princess Kells fifty one. Is your man okay with you getting DMs? Should we just take your social media down altogether? You know. Oh no 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 no. He's a DM to say, you know, we enjoy the podcast, (laughs) not DMs that you (laughs) come back. We enjoy the podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say you just told the internet to DM me. (laughs) What do you think's gonna happen? To to sponsor us? (laughs) No, it's gonna be a flood of wang. Right, right. A bunch of uh, uh, what's the what's the thing called? Yeah, you think it's private? Yeah, they're gonna send you private. Oh no! Please don't do that. 
bunch of eggplant emojis all in your DM. Mm-hmm. Yep. I rebuke that in the name of <laughs> Terry Weezer. Uh it's at Terry Wayne Comedy on all uh social media platforms. And the book is still on sale, unclaimed ashes on Amazon. And the numbers are weak, so buy the book. I bought one. One hundred percent of the proceeds go to me. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and shout out Janessa Rowland in her absence uh, at Jrihanna Double Underscore. If you want to follow her, um, she also has some pretty good news about her her garden tear. But I'll let her catch you up next time we reconvene. Um, We're yeah. right in the height of the season. It's only going to get better. Yeah, yeah. She's she got some exciting things going on. So. Shout out to her. Shout out to everybody who listens to us, who supports us, who follows us. We sincerely appreciate you guys. Once again, like I have been saying the last couple episodes, as much as we appreciate you seeing our beautiful faces here on YouTube, make sure you support us on audio platforms, the Spotify, the Apple Podcasts, and all the other places where you can find podcasts, uh, because that is where it counts when it comes down to uh, pod- uh, podcasts and audio. So make sure you leave uh, some type of a star review. We would prefer five, but We'll take any type of uh, review, leave a comment, like, uh, make sure you subscribe, share. Um, the audio is very, very important. So please make sure you support that as well as the YouTube. And until next week ish, we will see you then. the world.